Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Hi, and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. This week, we get to hear from Nick Truman as I ask him all kinds of questions about how SEO uh, can help us improve our customer experience. You're not going to want to go anywhere. Hey there, are you a business owner? Here at Orion Digital, we know firsthand that running an e-commerce business can be really hard work. As the online space gets more competitive, it is becoming even more challenging to stay ahead of the curve. We totally get it. So we want to help you succeed by offering a wide range of services, from fulfillment, marketing, customer service, and even coaching and consulting, just so that you can do what matters most. Save yourself the time and the money and let us handle the day-to-day tasks. This way, you can run your business without having to worry about the boring stuff. So what do you say? Are we a good fit for each other? Come check us out at oriondigital.com and let us know what you think. Thanks for joining us on the e-commerce podcast. It is great that you are here. Now, whether you are just starting out or if like me, you've been around the world of e-commerce for a while, my goal is to help you grow your e-commerce and digital businesses. Yes, it is. It's as simple as that. And to do that every week, I get to talk to amazing people from the world of e-commerce and ask them all kinds of questions about what they know and how it's going to help us uh, to grow and to develop online. I say that I try and have the conversations that you would get to have with them if you sat down and just had a cup of coffee for half an hour. That's right, we dig into their story, we learn the principles that can help us start and adapt and grow online. And today, as I said, I get to chat to Nick Truman about SEO ranking and how it can improve our customer experience. And Nick, let me tell you about Nick. Nick is a top bloke. Yes, he is. I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, When you're a junior Google Ads expert, it's not easy, apparently, to become one of the industry leaders. That is, until Nick comes along uh, and became an SEO guru in his own right. Now, you have to guess, uh, before we go any further, how many three-letter acronyms we can get into this podcast. Uh, (laughs) SEO. Yes, we are. PPC is another one. Pay-per-click and SEO, search engine consultancy, uh, search engine consultancy, search engine optimization, if you don't know what they are. Uh, And that's what we're talking about today. So Nick now runs a successful PPC and SEO consultancy called Spec. He is the CEO of Just Add Parker and a host of the very well-known Winning with Shopify podcast. It's a great podcast. You should definitely check it out. And Nick's had a colorful career. Yes, yes. He's been a board member at four marketing advertising companies. He has sold his own business in 2013, and he has worked for over 500 brands. His experience ranges from local SMEs to well-known retailers all over the world. And in his spare time, apparently, because he has some, uh, Nick works in a parallel universe uh, to do digital at a steam railway. Yes, he does. He's currently also training to become a fireman and then one day a driver. So who knows what exciting adventures he'll have next. So why don't we jump in and find out? Here's my conversation with Nick. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you on. Thanks for being here. 
Well, it's great to be here. Um, appreciate you having me on, and uh, yeah, had a great time having you on my podcast recently as well. So uh, yes, pleasure to uh, pleasure to be here today. Yeah, this is um, we're doing we're doing that podcast swap thing, aren't we? Where <laughs> where we go on each other's show. But I had a blast on your show, so I know actually we're going to have a blast on this one. You're a great guy to talk to. Um, so I'm super excited that you're you're here now uh, with us, uh, recently married um, uh, and still smiling, which is fantastic, really. <laughs> yes, indeed. I think I, I was just saying to uh, to Matt before we hit record that um, I've had a bit of a uh, yeah, a bit of a kind of landing on I think it was pretty much the day we got back from our honeymoon. My wife's a doctor, and so it's uh, yeah, the, the penny dropped pretty quickly, and we uh, we settled into normal life without any any kind of extended honeymoon period after the actual holiday was over so uh, but uh yeah no good to be back good to be back and um yeah when you said podcast swap the first thing i thought was you show me yours or show you mine which is <laughs> oh, good <laughs> and there we go we're off to the happy start and everybody's laughing <laughs> oh that's brilliant yeah yeah okay so quickly swiftly moving on for those that are watching by video do not be afraid uh <laughs> It's probably the uh, is probably the statement to make. Now, Nick, we I mean, apart from uh, just reminiscing about old days, uh, we are chatting today about SEO, how to rank in Google, the ultimate tips, and I'm excited to have you on the show about this because again, I mean, you just told me this is 15 years of your life, this is 15 years of learning for you, right? So you you have gonna learn. I'm guessing a thing or two over that time. Yeah, I mean, it's 15 years of my life I'm not getting back is another way to look at it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a mad industry, to be honest. We, we thought for, for years, we as in people have been working with and stuff, we thought SEO was going to become completely automated, that the robots were going to take over. Quite the opposite's actually happened. Google now okay. want the best marketing campaigns. And we'll, we'll come on to more of that um, a little bit later. Um, there's a friend of mine called Chloe who also runs a podcast um, called E-Commerce Master Plan. I yeah, think, yeah, she's I think been on the show. Well. Yeah, yeah, Chloe Thomas, yeah, yeah, yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chloe, uh, Chloe got, got me to talk at one point on her podcast, um, and I think we did a video thing, a webinar as well. And we were talking about kind of SEO for non-SEO people. Uh -huh. And there was like SEM Rush were on the panel um, and then two kind of very nerdy SEO guys and then myself. Um, it was a fascinating conversation because they were all sort of saying like, Oh, if we could get more marketing stuff from Nick, we could do the technical bit much, much better. Um, and I was saying the same, like if I could get more technical stuff from you guys, we'd sort of rank better overnight. But yeah, we'll come on to it a bit more. But the kind of catchphrase, just to keep in mind as you're listening to this, everybody is, um, yeah, it's uh, marketing has been lost from digital marketing is kind of become my catchphrase. And I think that's never okay. been more important than when you talk about SEO, for sure. So marketing has been lost from digital marketing. Why do you say that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, but... <laughs> well, I, I figured you wanted me to, the way you put it. <laughs> I did indeed. It's, yeah, leading well, question, Your Honour. It's deliberately a bit of a controversial statement. Uh, my personality type is debater. So as we go through, if I, if sometimes I'll say things I don't even agree with just because I want to have the debate. But yeah. I do absolutely agree with this. It's with digital there's so much data available and there's so many systems there's so much content out there that you can read about how to do seo how to make ppc better how to do paid social better and um, marketing in essence is convincing somebody to buy something yeah so regardless of what channel you're on and regardless of what data you're looking at if you've got a good product and you put it in front of the right people they're going to buy it mm -hmm. so we we often <laughs> probably done the same over the years matt 
you kind of define your clients by good client, bad client. And the root of it really is how much have they actually nailed it in terms of we've got a good product that our customers actually want to buy. Because if you have that, you can have the worst website in the world. You can forget Mm -hmm. about page speed. You don't need to worry that much about keywords and you'll probably sell a lot of products. And then if you start factoring those things in, you then start to monopolize the market. Um, So often, again, SEO is so true. There are so many people that have sort of said like, oh, we've got a better product than our competitors. And it's like, yeah, but you're not marketing it. Mm. There's no reason to buy from you. Um, Something you mentioned as well, Matt, that I've mentioned a few times in the podcast since you've been on, um, is you mentioned about the uh, the trust and uh, the intent, you know, Mm. your little kind of axis. And the trust and intent, I think, is so important as well is with SEO, they're looking for the keywords. You know, there's a level of intent. You know, I want to buy this insurance. I want to buy a new pair of trainers. I would like to find a greener energy company to buy my gas and electricity for, which really difficult to do in the UK at the moment. <laughs> um, but you, you're typing that in. You have the intent. The mm. trust bit should now be easy. It's just look at our look at our reviews, look at our prices, and come by. Um, and that that's where I think a lot of companies sort of say like, well, how do we get above our competitors? And it's like, mm. well, you're more expensive. Your delivery time's slower. Um, you don't. There's no reason to buy from you. And that's the marketing bit. You know, we've got to make yeah. it. I absolutely hate this word, but we've got to make it sexy. You know, it's got, yeah, as I a Brit, I just sound weird word. saying that word. Yeah, I just, uh, no, I think it's a great word. And I think you're right. Mm. I think um, the amount of conversations I've had recently where everybody wants to know the latest silver bullet. Do you know what I mean? The latest thing, the latest fad, the latest technique that's going to drive them a thousand followers or whatever it is. Everyone's talking about that. No one's really talking about the fundamental principles of marketing, which are still timeless, i.e., yep just be nice to people. Do you know what I mean? All these kind of things which we we used to have to do years ago when you had to take someone for dinner. Do you know what I mean? To try and get them to buy your product. Um, and it's these timeless principles of marketing, which I, I totally agree. I think I just don't see them. I see lots of people trying the latest spinny wheel thing on their website or some ridiculous thing. You know we I mean? used to have the spinny wheel, I'm afraid. Oh, did you? It was like, try and win 10% off our services. And yeah. it's just like... When we took a step back, we're like, people don't want 10% off. They want more customers. Yeah. So then it was just like, right, new messages. You want customers. Step <laughs> this way. <laughs> Funny how that works, right? Funny how that mm. works. And so, no, I, I get it. I, I totally get what you're saying, that um, the marketing's been taken out of digital marketing and it's time to bring it back because that's the way it's gonna, you're going to win. That's the way you're going to tell your story in a better way, in a more interesting way. Mm. So what's that got to – if I bring it back to SEO – how do you tie that concept and SEO mm. together? How do the two things marry up? So I'll give you the way you shouldn't do it. Well, there's elements of should in this, but the, the overall principle of a lot of people go on Google and they start looking at what we call keywords. They start saying, okay, I want to be top of Google if somebody looks up. At, I use this example a lot because it's classically niche, yet everyone can understand it. Vegan leather handbag. So when somebody searches vegan leather handbag, I want to be number one. Mm. 2020, it's nearly 2022. um, You know, socialism is absolutely taking over across the world and everyone's worried about the planet for good Mm -hmm. reason. So vegan leather handbag, there we go. I want to be number one when somebody searches that. And there's lots of tools and give you that info. And they then go to their website and go, right, our website is like this right now. And it says what it says and it's designed in the way it's designed. We've got these products. Let's just mention the words vegan leather handbag all over the place. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously you can't rank on Google if you don't mention the words and the phrases, it's completely mm-hmm. understandable. But, and there is a massive but to this, 
you also need to be compelling. Mm. So a lot of people would take the approach of just going, well, let's just mention it a lot um, on the pages we've got. What you need to do these days in SEO, <coughs> especially in e-commerce, and we're talking about e-commerce, mm -hmm. um, and obviously I love and am in bed with Shopify in more ways than one. Um, you know, it's a fantastic platform. So I'm using lots of crude references today. You can edit them out. <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, you talk about Shopify and e-commerce for a sec. Um, Shopify's volume of stores doubled in three months in 2020. Yeah. COVID hit and the number of stores doubled. So your competition overnight doubled. doubled. There's no other way of looking at this. It doubled. There are now two stores for every one. So you need to be more competitive. So if you then just mention these words all over the place, you're not really going to scratch the itch. What you need to do is all the all the old SEO stuff about page speed and tags and code and um, site structure and hierarchy. All of that's really, really important. But what you need to work out these days is you need to work out how do we build the, the perfect experience around our keywords. So about three or four years ago, I started turning the word keyword on its head and saying, OK, they're not really keywords anymore, are they? They're actually customer feedback surveys or focus groups or better than that they're questions they're challenges they're problems yeah so if you're searching vegan leather handbag what do we know about that person well we know that they're in the market for a handbag we know they might have recently broken a handbag they might have gone vegan you see there's all these different things that can now come into mm -hmm. play yeah. which actually starts in terms of content on your website and what you want to do to actually optimize the site starts to become an experience mm. so give you another another example of a client of ours um, they were eBay seller of the year for dishwashers and washing machines and ovens and cooker hoods and all this sort of stuff. And we started making buying guides. And I'll be honest, initially it was like, a, we just need to make some buying guides, don't we? Because buying guides help us get better on SEO. But that's very two dimensional thinking, thinking, I hate this phrase, outside the box, going the extra mile. <laughs> we then started to think, what's the point of the buying guide? Why are we building? This? When's a customer going to read this thing? And it's like, okay, a customer is going to read the buying guide because they're looking at replacing their oven. So if they're looking at replacing their oven, what other things are they going to be doing? Okay, they're going to be measuring the space, height and width and, mm -hmm. and depth. They're also going to be working out, should I get a gas one again? Or should I go a bit more green and get electricity, even though electricity is three times the price of gas? Mm -hmm. And should we, therefore, in our buying guides, and the answer is yes, start to talk about this stuff? Mm -hmm. Should we then actually start to build some blog posts that are not just... Our customers love us. They come back to read news about washing machines and dishwashers. It's not what they're coming back for. Actually, our blog post starts to become FAQs. Yeah. And it's like how to replace a gas oven. Because what you don't want to do is unplug it and gas is then spraying all over the place. You've actually got to turn the, the gas mains off or find that, the, you know, there'll be some sort of shutoff cock nearby. Mm. Shut that off, then disconnect. New, new gas oven goes in. Do I then need to get a, a gas engineer in to remove that pipe? So again, it's like, We've gone the extra mile. We're thinking about marketing now. This is going to be a seamless experience just by reading some stuff on our site. Oh, and everything you've just read comes in the installation guide with the oven. Mm. So actually then, you know, the average Joe knows a bit about DIY can change an oven in their house, um, especially if it's electric to electric. Gas is a bit more complicated, but you, you get the idea. It's We're not just talking loads about cooker hoods or ovens or something on the site. We're actually building content to answer questions and deal with, again, not just the keywords, but the problems, yeah. the challenges, the issues that, that the customer is facing, which is why they've gone to Google to search that thing. That's what Google's looking for. And obviously, so, if you can sort page speed and stuff out at the same time, great. But yeah, I, 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 I like that because I'm, I'm just thinking about, I mean, and we mentioned about old school principles of marketing. 
The mm. way I saw this in my head was, I used to take guys um, and gals to restaurants and you'd have meals when you were selling particular products or services. Yep. And I suppose keyword stuffing your page is a bit like finding somebody, taking them to the restaurant and then sitting down and not saying a damn thing to them, right? Just sitting there yeah. and just having your product on the table with a credit card machine, just expecting them to buy it, right? Um, but actually what you're doing here is you're addressing issues, you're addressing common problems, you're being compelling, you're being helpful. Uh, you're making, you're building that trust with the, the customer and you're answering mm -hmm. any key objections they have. You're removing all of those things. So so SEO then for you is is not just about keyword stuffing. It's about, it's about I guess, artistry of bringing all of this together. Would that be a fair reflection? Yeah, it's you need to build i mean the word really is experience and it's the same word google have been using in thing called search console mm. <coughs> which essentially gives way of feeding back information about seo um they talk about page experience and you need to build that experience mm. um we had a client recently on the absolute flip side of our white goods client not open to ideas at all and we had a bit of a challenge with them and spent quite a lot of time educating them on not how seo works but actually just how people shop on websites and the challenge we have with those guys is they they would just have this kind of like two numbers and two letters which would be like 55 mm which means 55 mil, mil which mm. is actually how far off the ground the, a high heel would be and i need to be a bit careful because they might be listening to this um but we we then said but that's not nobody searches 55 well very few people search 55 milliliter um and it, they didn't even use the word heel they would then have some word they would made up for that product which yeah. then meant their products were exclusively only for people that knew they existed or had bought them before. We then actually looked at their, the way, part of the way we proved the point that we need more in there. We need to say, this is a high heel. This is a mule uh, shoe that you want to buy. To, to make the point, we went on other competitor sites that sold their brand and Harvey Nichols did it really, really well. Um, when you're on a collection page, you get the eye, you get their um, image, then you get their, their, their kind of name, that 55 mm, whatever. Um, and then underneath it says, this is a women's gold mule or women's mm. silver heel, for example. And I know it sounds a bit keyword stuffy to like put that in, but actually we then found out as well later during a focus group that most customers went on the site. and was like, I've, I'm new to this. These are really expensive. I can't buy with the information I'm given. I don't even know what kind, what type of shoe this is unless I click on the product, open it up and then hover over it. Mm -hmm. And they've got hundreds of products. So right. again, some of it's kind of basic, basic maths, but I think your restaurant example is absolutely right. And um, to use a shop example, you walk in a shop and it's like, there's products everywhere and it's just got the price mm -hmm. and you can't even really look at the product very, maybe they're in that little glass tanks that have tinted yeah. glass on them. You can't even see the product properly. You've just got a price. And as you say, a card machine, what you want, especially the more luxury, the item, the more expensive it is, the more customer service needs to come into play. You need to be welcomed at the door, whether that's with content, live mm. chat. There's lots of other things you could do. Um, but yeah, you need to be welcomed in the door. And the question really is, how educated do you think these customers are? And traditionally with SEO, the longer your keyword is, tends to be the more educated people. So if they're looking vegan leather handbag, they know they, know they want it to be, it's not just non-leather, they want it to be vegan, which mm. is very different. We want no animal products in this at all, but we still want the leather effect. So we know what sort of handbag we're going for. Plus, vegan leather is not cheap. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I mean, you have to go super luxury, but it's, it's certainly going to be in the kind of 50 pounds or dollars plus range minimum, you know, probably a few hundreds. And therefore, the expectation of the customer is good at that point. Mm -hmm. So if your products are really, really cheap, 
might not be the best thing. If your products are like five grand a piece, vegan leather handbag is probably not the right product for you. Mm. You probably want to actually focus on brand led. SEO is Mm. not going to be so good. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. So the... um... So the the holistic approach then to CEO, uh, mm. CEO. <laughs> There's too many too many three letter acronyms. So the this holistic approach to SEO makes a lot of sense. You know, and um, you mm. you're and you're and you're looking for this experience on the page, and that in effect is what you said Google was looking for in Google Search Console. And so you've talked a bit about how we can bring that experience by answering questions, understanding the customer better, understanding what questions they have, what objections they have. Uh, and and in effect, whining and dining them with great customer service. Mm. How does Google know that we're doing that? Mm. Very good question. Well, sometimes they don't, and that's where that is where the techie old school SEO person absolutely comes into their strength. As I mentioned mm. earlier, what we would call a good customer, they've a good client. Sorry, they've done all of this work already. Mm. Um, <coughs> Sorry, I have had a cough for like eight months since I had COVID. So oh, wow. apologies if I do cough. Um, <coughs> so the first thing Google's going to look at is they go to this tiny little file called a robots.txt and they have a look at that. And that file tells them you can go here, but you can't go here. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like um, when you enter a theme park and you're handed the map and there's little X's on parts of it or little red signs saying staff only in these areas. You can go in all these other places. And gives Google like a bit of a list of where to go. And one of those things should be a sitemap. Google then goes to the sitemap and finds all of the pages. And then the next thing you want to make sure is when it, Google actually then starts opening pages and reading pages and crawling them, is that the code um, <clears throat> translates quite quickly and quite easily. So it needs to load quickly the whole page. Mm-hmm. The page also shouldn't change too much while it's loading. That's something that was rolled out earlier this year called, uh, it's called CLS, Cumulative Layout Shift. Mm. And the idea with CLS, for example, without getting too nerdy, um, for a, we're recording this on a Monday morning, by the way, um, without getting too nerdy. <laughs> um, that means if somebody was about to go and click on something and it then moves yeah. while the page is still loading or after the page, that's really, really bad because then they might click on the wrong thing. Mm. And so you can understand that. So that's all part of what, what we call UX, user experience. Um, so the way the page loads, and then the code needs to be nice and clean. And there's several things in that code that Google is looking for. One of the most important things that I, in my experience, have found that's been almost completely neglected or misused in code is what's called a header tag or a set of header tags. Yeah. Um, they are numbered, and you'll know this, Matt, from mm-hmm. coding. H1 is header one. You only want one of those on a page. Header one is basically saying to Google, this whole page is relevant to whatever one to three, four, five words you put in that header one. And that's normally the big header at the top of the page. The one with like, you know, if you've got a big background image and the header saying, um, I don't know, uh, push chairs, for example, for a push chairs mm. category of products, that's your header one. And then the rest of the page is broken down into sections with what we call header two, which is literally H2 in the code. Yep. So they work in a hierarchy. So one is everything's relevant to this. Two then is everything's relevant to this until you get to the next H2. And then you're in the next section, next section, next section. And then if you want to, you can also break them down. There's, you can use infinite amounts of header tags, but they have to sit within each other. Mm-hmm. So like things people do wrong on the sites regularly is um, if you've got a footer with like four columns of things, mostly links going off to one might be like our delivery and returns information. One might be the about us. One might be our top five categories. And the other one might be our contact information or something. I don't know. Um, 
sometimes people put little headers on top of those and they use h3 just because the styling because obviously when you use a header tag it's going to look at the style sheet they'll use header three for those but then they're not contained within a h2 so you've broken the hierarchy right and, and look google's not like completely uptight about this if you get this wrong they're not going to go well you're completely off the face of google but it, it clearly shows a real simple hierarchy of logic to mm. how this page is laid out especially a much better example would be something like a buying guide so if you had a buying guide or an faq as a blog post um let's go with um how, how to how to replace a gas oven right that's the name of the blog post how to replace yep. a gas oven and that's a h1 tag how to replace a gas oven up at the top with a nice big picture at the back of um, an engineer pulling an oven out of somebody's kitchen with tools everywhere and whatever and <coughs> and obviously plenty of safety gear on obviously and then there's yeah. h2s breaking it down <laughs> um with faqs or something so the first bit was what defines a gas oven or what types of gas oven are they and there's a header tag there's a h2 tag and maybe like a couple of paragraphs underneath then there's another h2 tag how do you replace one and then there's a h3 straight underneath that says step one mm. and then a paragraph of text step two paragraph of text so <coughs> the way google reads the page is essentially like that it's going to look at the robots.txt have a look at the sitemap to find all the pages and then when it actually reaches the pages it's a case of going does the code of this page walk Google through the content nicely? And there's also other things that come into play with page speed and stuff. Um, for example, things like um, what format you put your images in, all that sort of stuff, um, mm. as well as super important. So, uh, yeah, it's, there's a lot more to it than that, but that is the basics. That's the do so those if, things um, will be there. If I'm listening to the show and I, I, I'm kind of sitting there listening. Oh, I get the hierarchy thing. It might, you know, it's a bit like bullet points, isn't it? You've got point number one, point one A, point one A, A one. Mm -hmm. I mean, lawyers do it all the time, and they and you and I can see the layout structure, um, like a file structure in my head with your H one, H two takes. If I'm if I'm sat here listening to the show, going, okay, well, I get that, but how do I know what the? How do I see that? Is there a way to easily? See, can I tell by going on my web page, for example, what the H one, H two tags are, and just mm have a quick look and see the hierarchy yeah i mean one way is just to right click and view code and type in h1 h2 and and just sort of literally just doing a apple f or um a control f for any pc users and literally just type in h1 in the code and have a look and see mm. where they are um <coughs> the other way to do it is that there are loads and loads of tools that can do what's called crawling a site um screaming frog is one that's an industry favorite and if screaming you use screaming frog. frog, yeah, <laughs> screaming frog SEO, it's called. Um, some guys in Bristol here in the UK made it, and it's it's probably. I'll be I'll be honest. Anyone with five years' experience has used it and probably loves it and probably has it in their repertoire. Um, <clears throat> when we interview, it is one of our buzzwords. In case anybody's attending an interview here in the near future, um, yeah, hearing <laughs> that people use tools like that, um, SEM Rush, SE Ranking, Moz, they do a similar sort of thing as well, where mm -hmm. you can crawl a page. Um, I've completely forgotten the name of it, but Google have recently bought a company um, that do like website audits and they're very simple uh, or page audits, sorry, and it will just pull off the basic information for you. But yeah, there's loads of tools or it is just there and all they're doing is just pulling up bits of code and going, mm. we found a H1 and here it is. Um, Screaming Frog's brilliant because it will look at 500, up to 500 pages on your site on the free version of it. And the other thing it will do as well is if you've got more than H1, it calls it a H1 hyphen two. Mm -hmm. So it will tell you if you've got multiple H1s because you shouldn't. H1 yeah. should always be a, there's only one and this is the whole page's content. 
So, uh, Screaming Frog, check it out, and it'll give you a list of the highlights. I guess uh, you've, by going on your logic, every page then has to have a H1 tag, doesn't it? Um, because the H2 hierarchy yeah. has to sit under the H1. So every page has to start off with a H1 title, or sorry, H1 mm -hmm. tag. Would that be correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the first things we look for on any site is like, are there any title tags, H1s, meta descriptions, uh, meta keywords? Are any of these things missing, present? What pages are they on? Um, and normally the first thing we do with any new client is just an actual, actual quick sweep of all of that stuff. Um, which it, it's important, you know, you're just kind of covering off the basics. <clears throat> Sometimes just by mentioning keywords in title tags and message descriptions, we've seen rankings jump quite considerably. Um, the other thing to think about this as well, which we won't get to this too much today because could do a whole five hours on this, um, is how you assign keywords to pages. So if you've come up with a list of like 500 keywords on Google that you want to rank for, how how different can two or three different keywords be on a single page? And the reason I bring that up when we're talking about headers is that the title tag of the page, the meta description and the H1 and all the content of that page, it should be very, very similar. Mm -hmm. So obviously on e-commerce, it's quite easy because collections are the main thing you want to optimize because that's the main place you want people to land because mm -hmm. um, they're not going to know exactly what products they want. So you want to show them a range with some nice filters and some maybe what I call sideways buttons. You know, so when you're on a collection, it says like, these are our um, orange dresses and there might be some buttons at the top saying other popular colors are pink, black and, and green. Yeah. You can click on those and go across to those as well as maybe then filtering down by the type of dress it is, all that sizing, all that kind of stuff as well. But um, I think it's also important to make sure that when we're looking at these things, and again, Screaming Frog's great for this, make sure your title tag, mesh description, H1 they, and all the content on that page do follow some sort of sequence. Um, if you try to, for example, some clients um, we've had have said, no, no, we want everyone to land on the homepage. And we're like, the homepage cannot talk about, um, in, in great detail, it cannot talk about handbags, shoes, dresses, um, MacBooks. Genuinely had a client sell both of those on the same site. Okay. Um, it can't talk about all of this sort of stuff. Like if you think about somebody like Argos or AO or John Lewis um, or Amazon, like what on earth are they going to put on their homepage? Like yeah. there has to be this kind of distribution of, pages and so that's where we start to look at things like site hierarchy against keywords to say well okay what does the hierarchy of the site need to be to give the best again back to the where we started to give the best marketing experience mm. to a customer who lands on one of these pages and actually if you did try to fit i don't know 100 200 different categories of or um different topics of content onto the home page um if any one of those 200 different uh, users landed there looking for that thing guarantee a hundred percent of them be completely confused yeah, unless theirs happen to be the first one. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. And so you, um, so if on e-commerce optimizing then these category pages, um, mm. that makes a lot of sense. And you, and, and 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 so a category page then from an SEO point of view, um, needs to have a H1 tag, which is going to be, I'm guessing your category title. Um, yeah. Orange Normally. dresses or vegan leather handbags or you know whatever that's going to be. Mm -hmm. Um. Do you have some kind of paragraph explanatory? Is that the right word? Explanatory paragraph underneath the <laughs> H1 tag? Expl exploratory? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it is Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's go holistic for a sec and take a step back. Um, we, again, we've so many clients over the years. I'm sure you've had this as well, Matt, given your backgrounds. Um, 
that are like, right, guys, we've optimized our homepage now. So everyone who lands on the site is going to see this, this, and this. And then we go in analytics and go, okay, Google Shopping, everybody from Google Shopping lands on a product page. You can't land anywhere else from Google Shopping. Yeah. Most people from SEO either land on the homepage if they know who you are, um, or they're coming back, or they've heard of the brand, that sort of thing. Or they land on a page that Google deems more relevant. So yeah. you, on a good e-commerce site, you'll find that about 95% of non-brand SEO traffic lands on collections, blog posts, some products, um, FAQs, uh, store pages if they're looking for you know TK Maxx, Edinburgh, that kind of thing. Um, so coming back to your, your specific question, this collection is, if it, if it does what we want it to in SEO, it is going to be the starting point. It is the shop front mm. of your brand. And so yeah. we've got to think, okay, user is typed in vegan leather handbag. And unless it's the only thing you sell, they're not going to land on the homepage. They're going to land on your vegan leather handbag or your handbags page, which then, yeah, has a, ideally has a small paragraph of text. You also don't want to put too much in that top section because you don't want to lose what, what one of our clients calls lift and shift. You don't want the products to be so far down now that you yeah. can't see them. You do actually just want to go like, we're a great business. Hey, nice to meet you. And then they get straight into the products as quickly as mm -hmm. possible. And so I think the, yeah, making sure that it's not too big, that top section is really, really important. Yeah. But equally, you've got to think like, this is our shop front. So actually, that might feel like a deep page, a level two, level three, or say it was a really, really niche collection. It could be like a level six. So you've got that homepage and then you've got like men's, then you've got footwear, then you've got smart shoes, then you've got brown leather smart shoes you know you kind of work your way down so yeah. then you're in the brown leather smart shoes men's category so it's all the way down there but that's still a shop front that's why we mm -hmm. built it is to create more doors into the site we talk a lot in SEO about creating more doors and entrance points to the site and so yeah you've got to think this is this is the first place in your site they're ever going to see so actually having a little widget on the well, not widget i hate widgets but having a little link or button on the side saying check out our men's shoes buying guides mm. um, or better than that. It's not on the homepage. Uh, sorry, it's not on the first page of Google anymore, but um, I helped put together the TK Maxx when we worked with TK Maxx years ago, TK Maxx's suit fitting guide or suit buying guide or whatever. Yeah. It's all about how to measure yourself to buy shirts and suits yeah. for blokes. And, and also we've made one for women as well, because women buy a lot of blazers, um, especially for the workplace and shirts, that kind of thing. So we built that and it was on the home, the first page of Google until about, I think it was about three months ago, it finally disappeared. And it was there for about five years to give you an wow. idea of the traffic they were getting from that. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's an example of where somebody's going to land. That is the first place you will ever see. So yeah, if you land on a category of products, having a link out to the buying guide for the ones who don't know what they want to buy yet and make sure that buying guide has lots of what we call internal links. So every time, not every time, but most times you mention, um, I don't know, brown leather shoes or something, make that bit of text a link so they can get straight into that collection. So as soon as it gets to the point in a buying guide or a blog post or an FAQ post of like, okay, these guys, yeah, the, these are the hinges I need for my garden gate. And that's why I'm on Google today. Genuine client. Um, they, you know, they, there's a link through to that category of hinges that mm. they can, and they know what size to get as well because they've just read that in the blog post. And we've actually, looking in Google Analytics, we've seen people going from, buying guides and blog posts, clicking back and forth to different places. Cause it's like, oh yeah, I definitely want one of those, click on it. And then, and then they get onto one. It's like, what size would you like? It's like, oh, I haven't got a clue. Right, back, 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 yeah, back to yeah. the buying guide. Like scroll down to the size bit. Oh, I need that size. Right, forward, 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 forward. And then get back in and choose the right size and you know get the tape measure out, all this kind of stuff. But you've got to remember like, 
any landing page for SEO, if you want this page to rank, it is going to be a welcome page. Yeah. So if you just have like handbags and then a list of handbags, you've, you've already lost them. Like there's nothing to go on. Yeah. They are currently sitting in that restaurant, not being spoken to by yeah. their date for the evening, yeah. which is, yeah, you're not going to see them again and you're certainly not going to want to pay for the meal. Hey there, are you a business owner? Here at Orion Digital, we know firsthand that running an e-commerce business can be really hard work. As the online space gets more competitive, it is becoming even more challenging to stay ahead of the curve. We totally get it. So we want to help you succeed by offering a wide range of services, from fulfillment, marketing, customer service, and even coaching and consulting, just so that you can do what matters most. Save yourself the time and the money and let us handle the day-to-day -day tasks. This way, you can run your business without having to worry about the boring stuff. So what do you say? Are we a good fit for each other? Come check us out at oriondigital.com and let us know what you think. Did you know that nutrition is one of the keys to maintaining the energy you need to drive your business forward? Vegetology creates incredible, unique supplements in an eco-friendly, ethical and sustainable way that feed your body with the precise nutrients it needs. We're not just making you healthier, we're helping to protect our planet too. Our products are vegan friendly and approved by the Vegan and Vegetarian Society. Plus, they're gluten-free so they fit perfectly into any lifestyle. They also contain no artificial colors or flavors, making them good for your taste buds too. You can feel good about your food choices with our healthy, natural supplements. We have something for everyone, whether you want to boost your immune system or just get more energy every day. And we're always working on new ingredients so that we can provide even better products in the future. So what are you waiting for? Get started now by heading over to vegetology.com. But I, I, I love to do on people's websites when we look at them is we do, we do go straight to analytics and we go, right, where are the people going to? Where is, where is Google mm. sending people to? Let's start with those pages. What are your most popular entry pages? Yes, you've got yeah. your homepage, but let's take that out of the equation in some respects. Where are people heading to? Mm. Uh, and then we're like, well, let's just go to that page as, a, as, as somebody who's never been to this site before. And let's just see what we think. Do you know what I mean? And let's, let's just have a little look. What, what mm. kind of experience are we going to have here? I think they're great questions. And I think that's actually such a valuable thing to do um, and, and just knock them out. It's like, okay, well, this is, you'll be surprised actually the the pages that Google recommends and sends people to um, and start with the most popular one, look at it, mm. fix it, move on to the next one. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think another, um, another really interesting point to make on this in terms of like, yeah, looking at analytics and asking questions is, um, I loved your intent. Um, I mentioned it already, intent and trust. Um, can somebody make a buying decision off the back of this? I think it's always such a valid question. Yeah. And I asked a client the other day, they were like, why is no one buying our stuff? And I, I said, all right, all right, let me screen share. And I said, okay, if you, if you were going to buy one of these tables, what would you type in? They're like, I don't know, um, Oak Effects Dining Table. And then we typed it in and then pretended we had clicked on their site. It wasn't on the first page yet, but pretending we clicked on their site um, and opened up that page. I'm like, okay, now what are you doing? And they instantly were just client mode, you know, like, oh, but I know I'm now going to go and read the buying guide quickly. I'm just going to chuck it in my car. I'm like, no, no, you've never been here before. Mm -hmm. So this is the welcome page. And it just says, and it just says um, Oak Effect dining tables. And there's a load of Oak Effect dining tables. 
what size do you want? What color do you want? Mm-hmm. How quickly do you need it? What's our delivery information? It's a huge item. How much is it going to cost to get this thing delivered? What if I don't like it? I mean, we've all, I had one a few weeks ago where I ordered a, a new desk and I thought it was flat packed and it wasn't. I couldn't even get it in the house. <laughs> and it's, it stayed under a tarpaulin for the night in the garden. Wow. Um, and the next day a storm was on its way and I eventually got the uh, retailer to come and pick it up for me. Because um, they had lied. I had an email from them saying, yeah, everything, this, this item will be flat packed. And, oh, sorry, we sent, we sent you one that had already been assembled. I'm like, you need to flip and tell me that. I couldn't get it in the house. And not only yeah. did they assemble it, they glued it together. It oh, wasn't well like done. It was under yeah, some yeah. screws. So there's me, like terrible customer experience. Absolutely terrible. Mm. They refunded me and gave me a £100 voucher, which I gave to my mum because she's got a bigger front door on, on their house than, than I've got. Um, but th- there's that. The other thing as well is don't, don't be scared to go too obvious sometimes. Mm. So like if you're Nike and you're selling obviously lots and lots of Nike stuff, they know Nike sell trainers. Don't be scared on the trainer page to say Nike, a global leader in trainers, because mm. actually that's what customers want to hear. They want to know I'm in the, the, the trainer place. I'm going to start my journey here. Um, we used to play a game, which I played it recently. It's great fun. It works really well with marketing agencies. Okay. And the game is you send a link out to your team on Slack and you say, start the clock. What do they do? And people have to you don't have to do it instantly but when they're ready they start a timer on their phone or watch or something and then they have to keep messaging the person who shared the link saying what they think this company does and the game is how quickly can you work out what they do and it's classic with marketing agencies because a lot of them say like we are the revolution we're the next best thing we're better than sliced bread Uh, we build customer experiences that astound you and it's like yeah, but what do you do? okay you're a, you're a video production agency i get it now or you build websites and some yeah. people have gone so fluffy and so far out <laughs> it's like I, I had it on a diy site recently i was looking for a spare part for something i can't remember what it was like maybe it was like a washing machine or something at home looking for a spare part for something and ended up on this site and was like i am so lost i have no idea what part i need so my next search query was like um washing machine drum part finder and I landed on a different retail site with a box that just said, what is the ID number of your product? Type that in. And it just categorized all their products beautifully on the page for me. Yeah. So simple. And Google watches that and goes, right, somebody searched for this part. They clicked on three sites and bounced off them straight away. They then changed their search query to part finder and didn't come back. And we can mm. see in Google Analytics that that customer then bought something from that site. Mm. And actually they bought that thing within two minutes of clicking mm. on the link. And this is quite a complicated part. This yeah. site deserves to be at number one if somebody ever searches for those parts again. Yeah. And so even if they had a blog post saying like, yeah, we sell these or we had the parts themselves and I was confused, even having a big button saying part finder, search with your ID, your model number of machine mm. or whatever, just genius. I mean, so, but it's so simple. It's the yeah. same as walking into your local shop. Like remember Euronics, I think they were called the electric shop in the UK. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue and white branding and yellow back when we were in the EU. And you could walk in <laughs> and you could literally just say to the person like, all right, I've bought in my VHS player. And every time I put a video in, it's screaming. And they're like, oh, we'll just take some screws off and have a look. You need one of these, sir. Would you like us to fit it for you? It'll be done mm-hmm. within 20 minutes. Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. And 30 pounds, I'll go and grab a coffee. 30 pounds later and a coffee later, I've got a perfectly working VHS machine. Just genius. And to, to, to blow their trumpet a little bit, we buy all of our Apple equipment now from Curry's PC World. 
because their support online and ordering process online is so slick. Um, I mean, it could be a little bit better, but <coughs> you can speak to somebody on video and they can't see you, but you can see them. Yeah. And you can ask them questions. I've got a new video editor joining the business. Um, they need to edit videos. Okay, they're working in 4K. Yes, they will be. Right, this is the minimum spec Apple Mac machine that you need. I'm yeah. linking you to it now. Click on this link. And they stay on video while you're loading the page yeah. there on there. And then they're like, right, if you I can see exactly what you're looking at. So if you scroll down, you see these bits here. It also comes with a free keyboard and mouse as well. And also, just brilliant. And then if you have any problems, you can take a machine to them. They also, if they can't fix it within 24 hours, they send you a replacement. Yeah. Apple won't do that. Mm. Apple will say, right, it's a four or five week wait to see someone. Then once you've seen them, they'll book in a repair. So you then have to go back to the shop three, four, five weeks later. And like, this is a £3,000 machine. I do not want to be waiting nine to 10 weeks to have someone repair this thing. If it breaks, I need another one in 24 hours or like today yeah. if possible. Um, so yeah, again, just marketing. It's good That's marketing. Really interesting. It's we interesting know what you've, our customers um, want. Yeah, it's interesting you've pulled out curries over Apple uh, mm. as a, a experiencing there. You yeah. mentioned Apple something... has a great website. We shot yeah. the product on Apple. We just would never buy direct. Absolutely never. To be fair, I, I have a slightly different experience with Apple. I have, um, I have now got uh, a business. I don't even know what it is. An account with them. Um, okay. I, I I don't even go on the website anymore. Uh, I just email this guy, and everything's done by email. Uh, and he's called. Well, can Dave. I have his Dave's, email, please? Yeah, yeah. Dave's I need, awesome. I need to meet Dave. <laughs> Dave's awesome. Dave, this is what I want. And he goes, yeah, no problem. Or he'll call me and he'll answer any questions or I can call him direct. Yeah. Uh, and then he just sends me an invoice. So bringing that back to SEO for a sec. Again, thinking about customers and experience. If you could then show that experience on your site. Mm. So if somebody's looking at an expensive piece of kit, like, a, I don't know, an IT system or a computer or something, then being able to say, and what's our customer support? Well, it's repair or replace within 24 hours dedicated account manager if you work with our IT company. Mm -hmm. um, and not only that, you can have a call with them within one hour of filling out this form below. Yeah, You know, it's that kind of thing. We will assign you an account manager before you've even bought anything. Yeah. Fill out this form within one working hour and account manager will be in contact about your account. And um, we've just signed our business up for Vitality Health Insurance. Okay. Um, yep. Partly because I hate, I hate the government at the moment trying to avoid tax. Um, but Vitality are great. Um, but we'll yeah, cut that bit out, Nick. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before Rishi knocks on my door and asks me for some e more money. Um, <coughs> but yeah, the, the good thing that, the good thing that um, Vitality did is I filled out a form on their website. And they just had eight bullet points. I glanced at the eight bullet points and go, yeah, that's what I want for my business. Right, fill out the form. And within one hour, someone emailed me going, hey, I'm your account manager here. Um, mm -hmm. When are you free to chat? Um, in advance, I'll need the date of birth of each of your staff members. Don't need any other details right now. And I can tell you how the scheme works. Um, within two days, we had a quote from them. Um, the guy even then said, we're going to run an offer next month. So don't sign up yet. Wait till next oh, month. We've got an offer yeah. coming out. Yeah. So like, there's one thing like running an offer on your site and going, there's an offer. There's another thing actually teeing people up going, we're going into sale next week. Yes, you might lose a lot of revenue this week from customers not buying, but you are, you know, front and center um, and point of focus next week. And actually, something retailers do, and yeah, check the laws in your country on this because they do vary. Some retailers increase their prices coming up towards Black Friday and sale yeah. season and stuff. Again, it's marketing. That is basic marketing. How to how to get good value across to a customer. You don't have to be the cheapest. You don't have to offer next day free delivery like Amazon, which 
I mean, you talk about Amazon for a sec. It's not free, is it? You have to sign up to Prime, yeah, yeah. which costs like 75, 80 quid a year or yeah, something. Yeah. It's definitely not um, free. Yeah. Yeah, it is not free. So when they say free delivery, the actual small print at the bottom of the page, if you have a look, actually says we will not charge anything in addition mm-hmm. for this delivery. That's the asterisk on the free delivery. So get Again, basic marketing. Have a think about what makes your customers tick. Do they need deals? Mm. Do you even want to offer deals? Because that is it going to become a race to the bottom. What are your competitors offering at the moment that you're not? Um, we've got an insurance company that point blank said to us about some of the insurance they offer. They said, we are not the cheapest in the market. We've got the worst online quote journey out there. This is going to be tough to sell. But once we've got a customer, they stay with us for up to 10 years. So we then said, well, our cost per acquisition of new customer can be really, really high mm. because we know we'll make our money over the 10 years. And just, again, expectation, everyone was set up for that. And then over time, we built out, okay, where can we get more competitive? All right, well, let's just release a magazine and say you get um, unlimited access to our £10 a month magazine if you take out insurance with us. And guess what? Average policy costs less than 10 quid a month. But we're still more expensive than everybody else. But you get a yeah. music magazine subscription for free. So they've now got people subscribing to the magazine at £10 a month. And then they've got all these customers buying insurance at £10 or less per month for um, musical instruments. And they get the magazine for free. Again, it's just marketing. It's just yeah, basic it's clever. providing value. It's it's not, it's clever, mm. but it's not rocket science, is it? No. And what you've, I mean, you know, the last 40 odd minutes we've been chatting about this, what you've done, mm. I'm just thinking over our, our conversation, Nick, what you've done mm. is you have linked um, SEO to customer experience inextricably. You, you can't separate these two things. And I think that seems to be the overriding message of today is actually a lot of SEO is focusing on a good experience on the pages that are starting to rank for you in Google, which you can do through, um, you know, various different things from keyword research to creating a good customer experience on your page. What are, um, what are some of the tools, some of the platforms, if I want to be able to do this stuff well? Because I, hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking about like i mean you're you're an expert in shopify for example does shopify allow you to do all of what you've said because there are let's be real there are platforms out there where you definitely cannot do all that you've Mm. said um so is this stuff that can actually be put into practice by people who just run simple shopify sites yeah definitely it absolutely can i'm not gonna beat around the bush though seo is it it generally is very complicated. Mm. There are a lot of elements to it. Um, <coughs> in fact, with Chloe at e-commerce Masterman, I did an SEO myths uh, slide deck at one point, and I think I can't remember which number it was, but one of them was um, SEO. Yeah, yeah, we've done that. Um, or <laughs> SEO is our best channel, and it's like SEO is not, as you say, it's not a channel. It's it's so interlinked with everything else, which mm. is why it's called organic. Mm. It's a bit like saying, "Oh, our brand awareness channel," and you're like, "No, no, your channel was like." advertising or traffic from social media or traffic from a search engine whereas seo is is so much more to it um yeah there's there's a lot of debates in the industry about shopify um in the seo industry um if you go on twitter and just search like shopify seo i'm not a twitter user but i have been linked to many many debates on twitter by other people going nick are we making a mistake moving this new client to shopify plus like Mm. there's a big thread here moaning that we can't even touch the robots.txt Shopify is fantastic in the sense that they had a 100%, 100% uptime over Black Friday and Cyber Weekend last year in the UK. 
one hundred percent. No Magento store in the world had a hundred percent uptime, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to bet five pounds on it, maybe ten. Um, but <laughs> see, you get stuff like that. There are files on Shopify that you can't touch, though, mm. and that that's where the debate comes in. Some SEO guys are like, "No, no, I want to change that." Mm. Some things on Shopify, like page speeds, have been highlighted as quite a major problem. Now, I forget where he's come from, but there's a chap who's just been hired by Shopify in the last few months as their global SEO director. And his job is to, I think it's a he, apologies if it's not, um, but his job is to um, bring about better SEO. And the first thing they're looking at is page speed. Mm. Now, we've got some clients on Shopify Plus where we've managed to get mobile page speed up to about 75 to 80 out of 100. So it can be done, but it's not been simple. Mm-hmm. Other platforms that are a bit more what you call open source, like Magento, where you can go in and do more, we've got even worse page speed because actually fixing it is even more complicated Complex, yeah, yeah. because you do have access to the server and you can change stuff. So it's like, well, where do you stop the tweaking? Mm-hmm. Um, one client, we finally got page speed up to 50 out of 100 on mobile is like the bare minimum you want to get. And Google's mm-hmm. got a free page speed tool if you want to check stuff like that. Um, PageSpeed is a good example of all of this as well. And the reason I'm using it is because it's very measurable. How quick does the page load and what's the score? And the score, the two are interlinked, but the score is not purely based on speed. It's also, like I mentioned earlier with CLS, it's based on does the page change while it's loading? Mm. You know, if the, if, the, if the images take a little while to load, they're not going to mark you down that much. I mean, internet connection is getting faster. The big thing they are going to mark you down for is if there's an image above the fold that takes more than four seconds. Mm. And let's be honest, four seconds is a lifetime in this digital age at the moment, especially waiting for a single page to load. Um, You know, if you're trying to browse around sort of 30, 40 products on your mobile phone, most, you know, most revenue is is through mobile phones these days, especially in consumers. It is important. So (laughs) there's two types of tool. One is the actual platform. So the Shopify, Mm. the Magento, the Hybris, WordPress with WooCommerce, et cetera. That's one side of things. And if almost everything is achievable on almost all of them. So I wouldn't make a platform decision based on that. Mm-hmm. I normally make a platform decision or recommendation to a client based on what they can and can't do internally and what their budgets look like. The lower the budget and the less you can do internally, the more you want to lean towards something like Shopify yeah. um, or something like Magento where it's complete or WordPress and WooCommerce where it's completely hosted. Mm-hmm. So you like click a button and you've got your, you've got your whole setup there. And now the web guys can design something on top. Um, the more budget you've got, I wouldn't necessarily even go towards something like Hybris. I would use something like Hybris, which is like, I mean, we, we launched a 13 million pound build on Hybris once. It was chronic. Um, partly because it had gone wrong. That wasn't like, they didn't get out of bed one day and go, let's just put 13 million quid into this. It was one with a 1 million pound backup. It's a big old company, big old company were doing this 13 million pounds later, the thing was actually turned on. Um, the reason we went to Hybris is the volume of everything, the rate in which their product range was changing. They could one day they could have a million products on the site and the next day have less than a hundred thousand. The next day have two million. So like, it was just crazy. A bit like like sites like Groupon and stuff. That's what I would make your um, platform um, choice on. Mm -hmm. So we've moved people away from Hybris where it's like, they just can't even build a page. They've got no internal uh, capability to do it. They've fallen out with the agency. Okay, fine, let's just get Shopify and we can just start building new pages and blog posts and FAQs and the experience. We can just start building it quickly. And the default templates and stuff, they look good already. Mm. We could just color them and we're away. And we'll mm. be away for 50, 100 grand instead of 30 million quid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's one side of the tools. The other side then is the SEO tools. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the tools are only ever as good as the person wielding them. And that needs to be completely remembered all the way through. There, <laughs> as much as yeah, we're in the digital true. world, there are humans being humans doing stuff and breaking stuff and but also doing the marketing bit really really well the marketing bits the bit i don't think machines are going to take over anytime soon maybe one day but in terms of going like look we're selling cars here why does someone buy a car okay they don't buy it really because of the features of the car they buy it because of the benefits it's fast it makes you feel good uh, it, it warms up on its own it's good for the planet so you're going to feel better about yourself you know that, that's why someone's buying a car let's focus on that side of things with marketing so Tools like SE Ranking, SEM Rush, um, what some of the others, Ahrefs, Moz, they've all got slightly different strengths, but they've all got, in my opinion, major weaknesses. Mm -hmm. um, we use at least two on that list um, at the moment for most clients. Um, SEM Rush is an example of a, of a tool. Um, we had it with one client that was a group of companies. So they've got 25, 30 different sites. And the footer has this little carousel that's just kind of slowly moving along mm. with just different logos in it for all the different sites. SEM Rush told us that they, they are toxic backlinks. And if we remove them, we are guaranteed, use the word guaranteed, to rank better. So I called up SEM Rush and said, why is it recommending this? Um, you know, we've got house insurance here and we've got car insurance. Mm. Two are interlinked. It's the same customer. It's the same group of companies. That is our best link by a what we say in the UK, a country mile, which means yeah. by a very long way. <clears throat> and SEM Rush is telling us to remove them. They are definitely not toxic. And their response was, oh, you could just click this button and then it's not a problem anymore, which doesn't really scratch the itch, does it? The <laughs> it doesn't point really is, fill you with confidence. Us, yeah. yeah, the tool's given us the wrong advice and we've mm. got proof on that. So the tools are only as good as the person wielding them. So I think in my experience, it's always good to have somebody who just knows SEO and, mm. and understands your business. And mo most importantly, above all of that, you actually genuinely mean this, you have a good working relationship with. Yeah. And um, we talk in our business that um, we call the we call communication the queen bee, we need to protect communication at all costs. Mm. So as soon as we've got bad comms with the client, right, get on the phone, let's clear the air, guys, this is not working well, you're not communicating enough with us, things are not getting done quick enough. How can we resolve this? How can we sort this out? As we, as we said over the last kind of 45, 50 minutes, there are a lot of different parts to SEO. So if content's not being written quickly enough, if email campaigns aren't going out quick enough to get that second, third, fourth order to build actual revenue volume and profit out of mm. customers, then it all starts to fall apart. If social media is not doing its thing, if news articles aren't being posted quickly enough, if links aren't being, builded, um, you know, being built quick enough, the whole thing falls apart. So communication is absolutely key. And then you bring the tools into play to say, Right, do we want something like SEM Rush, which is a bit more of an all-in-one plug and play tool, or do you want something a bit more like Screaming Frog, where you click a button that gives you a spreadsheet of your website and you have to yeah. do the rest? So Screaming Frog doesn't really tell you what's good and bad. SE Rankin and SEM Rush and Moz, they will tell you what's good and bad. Yeah. But you need to absolutely understand what those things are. Um, we had a client recently who they came to us and said, Look, our rankings are plummeted. And we said, Okay, what have you done recently? And they were sort of listing stuff off and they suddenly mentioned a disavow report. And that normally is like, you know, the, the warning symbols going off like a nuclear bomb is going to drop mm -hmm. any second now. Um, disavow report. What did you put in that? And they said, well, we just downloaded um, SEM Rush told us to. We just downloaded it. And don't get me wrong. I love SEM Rush at all, but you just need mm -hmm. to know how to use it. This disavow report had completely killed about four or five years of good SEO performance. Dead. No. And what's worse, you can't just click an undo button. You can't say to Google, I'll just send us the undo that. We don't want to submit the report anymore. 
disavow report is a report that says we've tried to remove all of these links that link to our site and we can't so please don't take them into account anymore um with our seo i haven't submitted one for about seven years and the date they submitted this report um there was about three or four days where it was dropping and then it mm. just stayed flat after that and their traffic now is only brand and some of the stuff they put in the disavow report was an article that mentions them but doesn't link to them and we were like hang on a minute this is why, why still gold it's still yeah. brand awareness yeah and so they'd lost yeah really what we call high value sites like the bbc in the uk is the uh, that is the absolute kind of top of the mountain that is the diamond you want if you can get a link from the bbc to your site rankings will improve quickly the bbc hold a lot of power when in the uk when it comes to seo because they've got a good site mm. and people trust them and when they talk about stuff they mean it and people listen and people believe it um the most trustworthy news source in the uk um unless you know anything about um news in the uk but apart from that <laughs> when seo point of view people trust them so when it comes to tools get your strategy right first talk to an expert know what you're going to do and then mm. find the tools to and this is the really key thing with tools to speed up the tasks you want done so yeah. if you can build content quicker and roll it out quicker on shopify get shopify if you can't get the technical bit to work on shopify but you need to roll out content quicker stick with something like magento or hybris but find a new tool or a new plugin or some sort of um i don't know if shogun page builder for example works with magento so you can build nice blog posts on magento suddenly and you can roll them out quickly and you can duplicate them so you've got the template ready you just change the text on it so you can duplicate your best ever buying guide and then make five more buying guides it's a very logical way of doing things so use the tools to speed up jobs yeah and um, to so speed up like where are our links right now what's going on with this crawling a site you're not going to go through the code manually 20,000 pages are you you're going to use screaming frog to crawl it and then use a spreadsheet and some formulas and color coding to go where are we missing stuff where is stuff not yeah. keyword focused etc that's really good. Uh, Nick, I feel like um, you mentioned talking about five hours about a topic earlier on. I feel like uh, we are just starting to uh, scratch <laughs> the itch, as they say. Um, we are indeed. But I'm aware of time. And so uh, if people want to reach out to you, if people want to connect, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, we've got three resources, depending on what you fancy um, and uh, and what you need. Um, the first one is Winning with Shopify podcast. And we go and go and listen to the episode we did with matt a few weeks ago as well great fun um but yeah winning with shopify um we're also on alexa now which i found out a few days ago oh wow um, by oh, well done asking alexa to play the winning with shopify podcast and lo and behold my voice was then echoing across the office and someone was, are you listening to your own voice Nick? i was like no no, no i'm just checking, just checking. <laughs> um yeah winning with shopify podcast we're on apple podcast we're on alexa spotify all that kind of stuff um depending on size of business depends on the next two um, if you're a small Shopify store and you're starting out and you want to kind of get cracking and get some stuff done, but you don't have an agency budget yet or a big budget for agencies, check out justaskparker.com. Um, that's a business that's part of the Spec family now. Um, and Spec is our main company. So Just mm -hmm. Ask Parker is for your kind of startup Shopify store. We do everything from social, email. Um, we build sites, only Shopify, obviously. Um, but we do a whole load of stuff on there. We've got a great team. And my colleague Byron's free to chat to anyone who needs um, any help. Um, and then also, if you're a bit more established and you're sort of scaling and growing, um, we also do PPC, which for shop, um, shopping customers is always going to be Google Shopping. Yeah. Um, so yeah, reach out to spec, which is spec.digital, which I always get then asked if it's .com or anything. It's not. It's just .digital. 
um, it is the future. It is the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's we will, of course, uh, put all of the links that you have mentioned in the show notes as well. So you can get them if mm. you uh, subscribe to the website and the emails. They will come through to your inbox. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for coming on, bud, and taking the time to talk to us. I can't help but feel you will be back again soon, uh, as, I, <laughs> as there are lots of conversations that we can continue to have uh, mm. I, just across the board of e-commerce and because you're a fellow Brit. I'm not against, obviously, anybody from <laughs> another country. We love talking to the international uh, friends, but um, but it's always nice to talk to a Brit. We do. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me today. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been great to be on the show. And um, just for everybody else's benefit, I've, I've cancelled, I think, at least once, maybe twice so far. So, uh, yeah, it's good to finally nail down a time and, uh, and be here. So, yeah, appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Nick. So what did you think? A huge... Huge thank you to my very special guest, Nick, today. I love talking with Nick. Always love talking to fellow Brits. Uh, he's he's such a cool dude, isn't he? And so make sure you check out his podcast if you're on Shopify. Of course, you can get all of the links to Nick, to the notes and to the transcript from today's show uh, at our website, ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 83. This is episode number 83. Can you believe we're on episode 83 already? That's just unbelievable. Anyway. That's how you get a hold of all of this stuff. Ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 83. And if that's not enough, next week, I've got another amazing guest, David Mornio. And I ask him everything about influencer marketing, why you should be using micro-influencer marketing and how to do it properly. Yes, we are going to get into that. Here's an excerpt from next week's conversation. That's a good question. I mean, to be fair, you're going to drive sales, right? And it can be a profitable sales channel depending on your product and kind of the resonance you're able to build. Um, and then after that, the other kind of plus values are you get content on a consistent basis. Give that to your social media manager or team or give that to your paid media manager or team. And just you can feed them consistently good content that they can just rehash, repurpose and boom, redistribute everywhere all the time. I'm looking forward to this one. Oh, yes. Now, if you've enjoyed this week's podcast, then I would totally appreciate it if you could rate the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from and even share it out with the world so that we can connect with more folks. That would be absolutely amazing, as we like to say in my house. As I said at the start, all of the notes, links and transcript from today's podcast are online and you can get them for free at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 83. Do go check it out. You can get it for free. You don't need an email address or any of that sort of nonsense. Just go and enjoy it. That's all from me. So thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe. So next time you get this podcast straight to your inbox if you don't already have it. And if you're a regular subscriber, thank you so much for being part of the show. It's awesome. Really appreciate you being connected with what we're doing. Uh, do drop us a line. Let us know your story. Would love to hear from you. Uh, but until next week, that's it from me. Bye for now. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips, and tools for building your business online.